As Eric and I gear up to celebrate our 26th anniversary this week, we're reflecting on all of the time that we have spent walking together, what it's done for our relationship and what it can do for your relationships. So if you're curious to hear about some of our most favorite walks and why it is that walking together can be so good for a relationship, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Eric. You know how last year you said I ruined our anniversary? Like, I don't even know how that happened because I didn't even know it was our anniversary. Dude, that's kind of the point. <laughs> that's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. And it's not actually at all true because you always remember our, our anniversary. I'm actually the one who doesn't always remember. So speaking of anniversary, it's our anniversary month. Happy anniversary. Happy at you gonna sing with me? No. You're gonna make me sing by myself? No. <laughs> but it's also our anniversary week. What are we like three days away from our anniversary? I have to go out and buy you a Mother's Day card. <laughs> <laughs> so the backstory to that, if anybody's curious, is we have a little family tradition of buying one card that's perfectly appropriate for the celebration and another card that's not quite right and i get credit for starting this tradition you do do you want to share the story yeah it was well, hilarious well this was mother's day mother's day yeah so actually just this past mother's day i bought a lovely card full of warm sentiments for joyce so we're sitting, we went to celebrate Mother's Day at Eric's mom's house, and we're there with Eric's mother and brother and our daughter Maddie, and I'm reading the card, and it's a lovely sentimental card, and I'm reading it, and then I burst out laughing. And you look at me, even before you started laughing, you just kind of looked at me with this like quizzical look, and then you started laughing. So apparently, at the Walgreens, where I happen to buy cards, some mischievous devil moved a lovely to my wife birthday card <laughs> into the to my wife Mother's Day card section. Which sort of puts a point on how carefully Eric read the card before <laughs> he selected it to give it to me. You know, I probably even saw that it said, um, like, happy birthday or whatever, but it just didn't even register with my brain that it was the wrong... Holiday? <laughs> holiday, exactly. So, yeah, so that's a, that's a tradition. So I, I have to come up with something for your anniversary. So you'll get two cards. As will you. So it makes it tricky though, because you've got to buy the wrong card in a way that somehow makes some sense. So it's not just any random wrong holiday card. It's gotta be, it's gotta make some sense. Or not, <laughs> it's just gotta be completely Well, I think random. for your birthday, I gave you a happy bar mitzvah card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that ship has sailed. So, wait, why are we talking about our anniversary? I have no idea. 
<laughs> yes, you do. We are talking about the power of walking and relationships. Yeah. Is walking together good for relationships? So I hear. It's gotten us to this point. <laughs> Fact. Fact. So thought it might be interesting to share some of the science, the research, and our own experiences about what happens when people in relationship, whether it's a relationship with your partner, a relationship with your child, uh, a relationship with your parents. I used to walk with my parents a fair bit. What that can do for you. Yes. So one of the things, and I think this is, this is sort of a, a little timely and interesting and somewhat of a tangent. Uh, but, really? You on a tangent? But our college-age daughter's iPhone broke. Some mysterious way. Now when she sort of moves it, she hears like a little rumble inside and it won't turn on. Do you think she dropped it hard and something <laughs> broke? I'm thinking maybe. It sounds like an incandescent light bulb. Exactly. With what, the little ex piece right. of uh, wire that bounces around in the glass when it dies. Yeah. So, yeah, might happen to be related to the fact that she drops it. But the reason that I bring this up is she has actually found that while she misses it, she actually enjoys being a little more aware of her surroundings. Okay, so uh, I think that lasted for like the first day. The first day she was like, yeah, I'm noticing more nature. <laughs> And she said it like with a little bit of reverence, but as we move into day three of this teenager being phoneless, I don't think she's, I think to say she's enjoying it or appreciating it is probably an overstatement. She's had enough nature. <laughs> nature bathing. So, but the reason that I sort of bring that up is when you are walking with your significant other or anyone that you're in a relationship with, you are undistracted. And wow, do we need undistracted time. So there is some really interesting research about kids. So what most of us believe is that what our kids want, or I should say our teenage kids, what our teenage kids want is to be left alone. Ask any parent of a 14-year-old and they're going to say, yeah, my kid is in their room, door closed, and just want to be left alone. But some research was done where they actually asked the teenagers what they want, and the teenagers say they want more undistracted time with their parents. They'd never admit it, but they do. Yeah, I mean, looking back on my own ute, which was pre-phone, so didn't really have that distraction, I would certainly say that I... I would be, I would admit to wanting more undistracted time with my parents, you know, particularly my dad, who, you know, was out working 12 hours a day. For sure, for sure. There's that kind of special time. And I see it, if you just go out in the world, you know, you just see people on their phones all the time. 
So while I suppose it's possible to walk and text at the same time, most of us don't do that. So if you are out with your partner, and I, gosh, I hear this from members of the 99 Walks Pack all the time when, <laughs> sorry, that's moose coughing in the podcast booth, when I, I've asked people about their experience walking with their partners and their children, I hear all these stories about conversations that they've had and how it's deepened their relationship and how they've come to just love this undistracted one-on-one -on -one time. Well, one of the other things that, that I think is sort of a corollary around that, and this applies, I think, to our kids in particular, but also to our partner, is you're walking and talking shoulder to shoulder. You're not staring each other in the eye like we're doing right now. Share with me your deepest thoughts. I'm looking into your soul. No, you're shoulder to shoulder. You're looking around at nature and you're having this conversation. And it's just that much easier to uh, be a little more op open, maybe a little more vulnerable and uh, enhance your relationship through the that walking conversation you're so cute you've been working on your vulnerability yeah i, I have been i i was vulnerable the other day you laughed at me <laughs> i thought you were kidding <laughs> i'll never live it down i thought you were kidding i didn't laugh necessarily i laughed when you said i was being vulnerable then i laughed because what it was that you said which you then said you were being vulnerable is something I feel like you've said like a hundred, like it didn't come as any surprise. It wasn't like this deep insight that you've never shared before. It was like, yeah, of course. I said it in a, in a vulnerable way. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that shoulder to shoulder piece is a really good segue to the power of walking together for conflict resolution. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a walk inside. So there, uh, uh, some social scientists have done some research around conflict resolution and walking and why it is that walking together can really help us resolve conflict. And there are so many elements to it. Part of it is that shoulder to shoulder people, uh, we're animals, right? And we still on some level interpret that kind of glaring eye-to-eye -eye contact. It can be interpreted as aggressive. You know, it's like you teach your kids, well, I hope you all teach your kids not to go up to a dog they've never met, take them by the face and get right in their face. Stare in their eyes. Stare in their eyes. Yeah, not a good plan. Not a good plan. And people have a little bit of that wiring still in them. So shoulder to shoulder takes that piece away for sure. Well, we we haven't actually done this for, I don't know, the better part of a year, maybe longer. But there was a while when you and I were going on walking fights. We used to call them walking fights. Because Well, you actually used to call them walking fights. Because we would go for walks and we would talk about whatever conflicts were happening. And we would go on walking fights. And usually by the end of the walk, they were at least somewhat resolved or we both felt better. So... Yeah. So are, do you know the other elements that are sort of going on as between two people when they're walking together? Like, why did that work? 
Um, because we, we talked about the shoulder to shoulder. Uh, we might have been sinking our steps, so we felt more connected to each other. So this is this crazy, crazy research that when people walk together, 50% of the time, they sync up their steps. And if left to total sort of nature, based on the differences in height, the differences in gait, the differences in all the differences, that number should be way, way, way lower. And somehow, we like to fall into sync with one another. Isn't that something? Yep. So, What do you I, think that means? Why do we do that? Just that level of, of connection and togetherness. It's something that we look for. We crave, right? We crave, I think we yeah. crave that connection. Okay, so we're not staring into each other's eyes. We're shoulder to shoulder. We're syncing up our steps. We're undistracted. We're releasing happiness hormones. Oh, the happiness hormones of walking. Dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. Yeah, and, and in sort of the global picture, we're sharing that experience, particularly if we're walking more so in, in nature. And we'll often, we're fortunate to live by the ocean and by the bay, and we'll often just have beautiful things to look at that we can share. And I think that will bring us closer. And a, a, sort of a last piece of this, conflict resolution requires, I'm going to have trouble articulating this clearly, but conflict resolution not necessarily requires, but works best if you have the ability to think creatively and really try to understand the other person's perspective. Put down your defensiveness a little bit and really try to see the world, see the issue through the eyes of the person you're working, walking with. And since walking materially fires up your creativity, I think it makes it easier to imagine their perspective, to understand their perspective, to sort of think a little bit more freely. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned creativity. So if you're looking for a resolution, you're trying to solve a particular problem, and instead of one or two suggestions, maybe you have three or four or more because you are able to be more creative thanks to walking. Yeah, but that's not at all what I just said. <laughs> no, it's what I just said. Okay. <laughs> so you're talking about empathy and the ability to see the other person's side of things. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's sort of two, uh, two, we're talking about two unique uh, advantages to conflict resolution while walking. I think we talked about like six of them. Right. But now we're talking about these two. Okay. You, you have one and I have one. <laughs> Mine's better. <laughs> okay. I can empathize with that. <laughs> so, and then also sort of on on that same line, and, and I think particularly if you're talking about a regular walking practice, you're just going to boost your brain power in so many ways that I think the the better our brains, the more we can connect and the better our relationships. You know, I'm thinking about a story 
that one of our PAC members shared with me months ago about her, and it, it's a new, it was at the time, a new walking uh, habit routine is a better word or practice is a better word with her husband. And they would take these long Sunday morning walks. They sort of built up to it because it was a new practice for them where they would walk together to brunch and then walk home. And it was a couple of miles in each direction. And I don't remember, honestly, which direction was which, but she described that on the first part of the walk, they would talk about all of the things ha that happened during the course of the week and really catch up on all the things. And then they'd have brunch together and then they would walk home in quiet, just sharing that experience, just letting their the rhythm of their walk and their brains go where they wanted to go. And not telling the story very well, because it might have been actually been the opposite, where on the way there they walked in silence and on the way home they talked, but I think I have it right. And it's got me thinking about a routine that, oh, gosh, I have tried, we have tried, more, more me than you, of taking an after-dinner walk together. And I know, I know that if we were just to take a one mile down the end of the block and back, which is exactly a mile, one mile after dinner, our bodies would be better, we'd sleep better. It's just a perfect opportunity to kind of catch up on the day. And wow, that's been a really hard, <laughs> hard routine for us to create. But I think there'd be huge value in it, don't you? Absolutely. And we we don't do it enough to call it a routine, but we do do it on occasion. We need to do it more. How often do you think we do it? Once a week. That sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, that raises a really good point, Eric. What if we just try to do it twice a week? Now, would you say on specific days or just sort of random? I mean, this sort of goes to our whole thing of, I guess, opportunistic walks and trying to make it twice a week. Last night was raining. And we are the kind of people who walk in the rain, but we are not the kind of people who walk in the torrential rain. Like, <laughs> I'll walk in a, in a gentle drizzle, and we'll walk in the cold. We don't mind the cold. That feels so good. But yeah, pouring rain yesterday, no good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I would I would shoot for twice a week. So to your point, opportunistic walking, which is one, what I refer to as one style of walking, which is you grab the walk when you have the moment or kind of scheduled planned walks. You want to choose two days a week? Well, we tend to, we try to meal plan. So I think if we meal plan. You're hilarious because when you say we try to meal plan, this week. This week is the first time we've meal planned in four months. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I'm happy to be back on the meal planning plan. Yeah. So meal planning. So we should plan in our walks when we meal plan. Interesting. Is there any connection between what we eat and whether or not we walk? Um, no. I don't think it really matters. And what about those long Sunday walks we used to take? So I'm thinking about that pack member I was referring to. Do you remember when we used to walk into the village for coffee and then walk back? It was like four miles. At least. I think it was it was like two and a half each way by the time you get to the coffee shop. So 
long walks. You have no desire to do that anymore. Um, and then we started bike riding. Yeah, well, now that, really now that it's a little cooler and the roads are a little emptier out here, we could get up early and bike ride again. Really early because the roads are still terrible. It's crazy, but yeah. But what about that, those long walks? We can look at that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think the other thing that's actually raised, that raised your desire to walk together is honestly uh, adding a jetty pack to your walk because now I feel like you feel like you get a little bit more physical bang for your walking buck. For sure. I love doing that. So, yeah, it's all, all good. And now how, how have we, how have our, how has our walking together changed over the last couple of years? Like we were walking a lot more during the pandemic, right? Well, everybody was walking even more during the pandemic, uh, but I'm not walking more than I was. Maybe I'm walking a, a little, I'm sorry, less, or maybe I'm walking a tiny bit less, but I don't think so. I think it's it's more you, frankly, than me. Uh, you, you're not, I'm just sort of thinking this through, and I say this, this is not accusatory at all, it's just fact. You rarely, I could say almost never, suggest a walk. It's always me, mm. pretty much always me. So, can you try? Yes, definitely. Definitely will work on that. And part of what's getting in the way of our walking together a little bit is our new hobby. <laughs> Pickleball. Pickleball hobby. <laughs> I was thinking about this literally on my walk this morning. I went out early this morning with Moose for a little two-mile uh, jetty pack walk, um, which was glorious for the record. And I, honestly, this exact thought went through my mind. Hey, I have a hobby. <laughs> I'm so happy. I've wanted a hobby for so long. And then I thought, ah, Eric and I have a hobby that we do together. Which is funny because so many people are like, wow, you guys play pickleball together and on the same side and you're not fighting the whole time. Oh, yeah. Somebody referred to a, a shot down the middle when we're playing. You remember, I don't remember who we were playing with, but a shot came right down the middle and we, both of us just stood there. And so the person on the other side was like, that's the divorce shot. <laughs> well, yes, but we're, we're still walking and I think our coffee walks uh, are, are nice, nice breaks that we haven't... Uh, I haven't done that as much lately either, but we need to get back into it. But there have also been some some walks that I think have, are particularly memorable over the course of our almost just under 26 years together. So that goes to what you had said earlier around this idea that walking gives you the opportunity to share an experience. We have these memories I was thinking just even uh, walking on the beach recently, we've had some crazy sea life spottings out by us because uh, ocean's getting warmer and we're getting more and more whales and dolphins. And um, so I was thinking about the whale show, or the, I'm sorry, the dolphin show we watched just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we that was a, a really good, there must have been, I don't know, a dozen, oh, maybe gosh, more. At least. 
yeah, all just jumping around and splashing. And there was one that you, we could tell was totally like a baby. Oh, my gosh. There was, there was a baby dolphin. He was a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very fun. And then there was the time we walked or hiked up Mount Washington in New Hampshire. And that was that was a, a crazy walk, which was funny. And, you know, you learned a little bit about me in that uh, I'm loading up the backpack early in the morning and I put a sweater for me, a sweater for you, some food, some water, all this stuff. And you're like, it's like a three mile hike to the top. What are you doing? OK, I just have to add to that a little bit. You also put a bunch of food and rain gear and at least two layers for each of us. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you didn't even, you didn't even really explain it. Like you didn't even, you were just like, you know, I have a lot of outdoor experience. And you were like, this is just what I do. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then. <laughs> I think we experienced five seasons. We did. We did. <laughs> uh, it literally it literally started to snow. It, we left. It was 60 degrees and sunny and beautiful. And by the time we got back down at the end of this hike, it had snowed. Mm -hmm. It had sleeted. Mm -hmm. It had rained. And the sun was out. And the sun was out. We used every single <laughs> thing and ate every single bite of food that was in your pack. Yeah. So that was that was a fun one. And then um, uh, more recently, we we found a, a little hike that we like to do in Park City, not quite as onerous, but up a a little a little baby mountain. Baby mountain. And uh, the first time we did it. We didn't get lost, per se, in that we didn't know where we were, because you can see roads and town and stuff from, from the side of this hill. But we got lost in the context that we weren't going where we wanted to be going. We took a major wrong turn. Yeah, we did much better this time. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was just really nice. Just It's just great to get out and do that together. And share those experiences, you know, just... The way you can explore a place on foot is really different than the way you would explore driving someplace. Oh, yeah. I, well, it slows things, things down, first of all. You know, driving, you're whizzing by. Even riding bikes, you're, you're going so much faster. But when you're walking, you really have time to be present, as cliche as that is. And, you know, it's funny. If I stop and really think about where we are right now and what we're doing right this very moment, it all comes from that walk we took in Maui. We took a, a walk along the ocean. We were there on, on a vacation and we had this whole conversation around walking and getting more people to walk and how powerful it's been for you in your life and development and how how do we get more people walking and then i am sure you remember but we took this long walk talking about this and then we went to that little local coffee shop and just started brain dumping everything we had thought of so you remember that vaguely we sat outside yeah on metal chairs yep <laughs> uh interestingly our <laughs> uh our development team 
that helped build the 99 Walks app, they still internally call it Project Maui because we didn't have a name when we started building it. We didn't know what it was gonna be called. So to this day, for them internally, it's Project Maui. Which is which is funny to, to think about. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the other things. You never know what you're gonna come up with when when you walk together and just where where that walk is going to take you both literally and and metaphorically brainstorming together while we're walking is definitely one of my favorite things and and we can we can brainstorm the heck out of a walk <laughs> here's the thing about that though note to everyone you've got it if there's anything good if there's anything you want to remember out of that You've got to capture it right when you get back. You've got to write it down because ideas, no matter how smart they are, they can get caught up. Somebody, I this is not my quote, but somebody once said that if you don't capture the ideas when you get back from a walk, they're going to go right down the drain of the shower when you shower. <laughs> yeah. I, there have been times when we'll be walking and we'll have ideas that we feel particularly strong about and we'll either stop, pull out our phone and either send uh, ourselves an email or a text message or something just to get it down uh, in writing in some place where we know we can refer back to it. Now I totally feel like going and taking a brainstorming walk with you. Let's go. You want to go? Yeah. You want to do just like a quick mile with Moose down the street? Absolutely. I took him out this morning, actually. He doesn't even need to come. He's tired. Uh, I think he'll like it. It's just a mile. But um, yeah, let's, let's, let's go do what we do. Let's go <laughs> do what we do. And then this week, let's celebrate our anniversary. Looking forward to it.